This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I think it's great news that Ontario is overhauling its curriculum in particular for youngest learners. Education Minister Stephen Lecce announcing this earlier this week. Kids between the ages of four and five, and there's a number of parts to this announcement, but this is, I think, a really interesting one. Between the ages of four and five will soon have mandatory literacy and math instruction in kindergarten. So I have three boys. The youngest is in kindergarten right now in SK. And I think this is great because we currently have a bit of a learning crisis on a number of fronts. COVID certainly worsened things. Kids really falling behind because they missed in-classroom learning. Schools were shut down. No, they won't, Fury. We had virtual. Yeah, that didn't count. A lot of vir- Some kids did the virtual learning okay, but a lot of kids were just off the grid and didn't learn anything. So, no. We had a lot of learning loss, and that's documented. So we got to get back on track on that. And then general concerns about a, a sort of decline in education standards that we've had in recent years. Kids not really getting homework. And, and look, I'm okay with saying, oh, this three hours of homework thing. Like, there's no extracurricular. There's no family time. We got to toss that. So we want some balance. But no homework. Oh, we can't fail kids. You can never fail a kid anymore. Sometimes a kid needs to know that they're not doing well so then they can start to try to do better or so their parents or Teachers, community members can rally support behind them. And we see how we're comparing to other countries and we're slipping. Literacy and math, let's do it. One thing I don't want, though, I don't want more screen time. And you know what I'm talking about if you're a parent of small kids. It's a very real struggle to manage the screen time. And you do better, like when our only child, when, sorry, when our eldest child was our only child, it's a lot easier to do that. Well, let's sit and read books and let's do this. And, it, and then one, now we're at three and obviously like the third one is just like total, you know, screen maniac because wants to look at the other kids' screen time, even if it's just for them doing their homework and everything. So trying to balance that is a challenge. I don't want more screens in the classroom. So what does it all mean when Education Minister Stephen Lecce adds that part of the mandatory learning that the wee ones are going to get includes coding. What does the term coding fully mean? My, I'm, I'm a bit of like a Luddite now, which surprises me because my first job as a teenager is I was an HTML programmer for a large technology company. True story. True story. And now I've like totally forgotten all of that and I know nothing about any of that. Is, is that what we're talking about here? What does it mean to talk about bringing coding into the classroom and how can it help kids prepare for the future and deal with education gaps and education deficit? Charlotte Nurse is joining us now. She's director of programs, the nonprofit organization Canada Learning Code. Pleased to have her on the program. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good to speak with you. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Charlotte, what was your reaction 
to the news that coding will be brought to Ontario curriculum and at young ages too. Yeah, we're we're super excited um, over here at Canada Learning Code. We've, you know, a long time been advocating for more computer science um, in the curriculum at an early age. And so this is great to hear as sort of part of that, like back to basics, as Minister Lecce said, focus, because um, I think coding really is becoming a basic skill. You know, like once upon a time, typing was something you learned kind of electively, and now we all use it every day. And I think coding is sort of going in that same direction. So, yeah, we were thrilled to hear this. Okay, interesting comparison then to make it to how typing used to be a thing. Uh, I mean, everyone's doing it now, but I mean a thing that you were taught in classroom there. You heard my sort of reservations on it. Um, what will this look like? And, and let's talk about going back to basics. What does coding mean when you talk about it in a kid classroom setting? Because we presumably don't mean like, you know, these people working at computers 14 hours a day doing like advanced mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, you think computer programmers are doing. What does it mean for kids? For sure. I think uh, for kids in general, there's a lot of sort of foundational concepts that can and probably should actually be taught before you even look at a screen. Um, We found some of the most effective ways to teach these foundational concepts have been through sort of unplugged activities in collaboration with their peers. Like you were saying, you know, um, some a lot of kids have been missing out on that social part of learning um, because of the pandemic. So getting them to do activities together can be helpful. Um, There are, let me say, computational thinking, and we're thinking about it with kids. We want them to understand patterns, sequences, um, relational thinking, like if I do this, then this happens. We want them to think about creative problem solving, build their communication skills. And so these are all things that can be done and sort of should be done before they even um, reach a computer. Um, And so I can share like a a classic example using education kind of at all levels. Um, So there's like a, a activity that can be done where you ask your students, you know, teach, pretend I'm a robot, teach me to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Someone might say, okay, step one, take a piece of bread. Step two, put peanut butter on it. Um, but, you know, we haven't taught the robot what bread is. We haven't taught the robot what peanut butter is. We haven't told them to use a knife or how to use that knife. And so that's sort of the same kind of thinking when you're creating an algorithm. You have to really explicitly define everything. And so these sorts of activities um, have students participate actively and also really start thinking about like, okay, what actual sequence of events needs to happen for the activity or the action that I want to be completed? So there's, um, it fits really well in with, a, with play-based education, I think. There's ways to, to have a fun time learning and not even knowing that they're learning those foundational concepts that can then be applied later on when they're learning more technical concepts. So Charlotte, what would you say to assuage the concerns of a parent like me, and it's legitimate, real concerns I have here that I totally get that these devices we use every day ain't going away anytime soon. So I want kids Mm -hmm. to have technology skills, but I also want to limit and reduce screen time. And I want them out in nature and doing all that jazz too. For sure. Yeah. I think um, the main thing is to think about those foundational skills versus thinking about the computer itself. So how can we bring understanding patterns and sequences? How can we um, teach uh, your kids, you know, if they do something, then something else happens. How can we bring that into other parts of their life into, um, you know, going out into nature and seeing what happens if, oh, if they plant something, then a plant will grow. That's the same sort of foundational concept as if you, 
input this value, a computer will give you this result. Um, and I think something that I was happy to hear from Minister Lecce was that, you know, the the plan wasn't to like fundamentally change the day-to-day nature, that play-based learning is still the approach, um, that the actual model of education stays the same. It's more just about introducing these concepts early on um, so that they can be applied later. And, and later on, it'll be a bit more um, natural feeling, feel more like second nature because they'll be applying these skills that they've learned from four and five. All right, so we're going to see this rollout coming soon to Ontario schools, and it'll be interesting to see how how these ideas are brought into practice. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Nurse, you're Director of Programs at the Not-for-Profit Canada Learning Code. Thanks for joining us, and have a good day. Thank you so much, you too.